segment also brought to you by Duro Plus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. We are the only water storage tank with a level indicator. Where Duro Plus goes, water flows. This afternoon, government backtracks his decision to lay the controversial restriction LI. So the idea is to suspend the laying, engage some more further to get some more uh, understanding and participation before we go in. Because you know it's an ally. You've got to factor in all of these views. Then when you lay, it can mature after the necessary 21 days. We'll get to hear from Ghana's Information Minister plus reactions from Parliament. Your interest has been paramount whereas of the Lands and Natural Resources Minister as he defends a 15-year mining lease granted Barari DV Ghana Limited to start the mining of lithium in the central region. The government of President Akufuado remains committed to the prudent, effective and efficient management of the natural resources of our country which have been entrusted to us. Details, as he says, it is the first time in the history of Ghana the country has successfully negotiated 10% royalties for any mineral. While secute court sentenced a 28-year-old man to 18 years in prison for robbing a group of women at gunpoint, only to discover in court that one of the women is his own girlfriend. While secute court judge, his Anna Jonathan Abugo, sentenced a 28-year-old small quiver to a prison term of 18 years in her labor. Rafiq Salam has a full story. You want to stay for that? We have sports. Manager David Moyes admits losing Mohamed Kudus for 2023 AFCON will be a big blow for West Ham. Safe driving saves lives. Drive safe. And the National Road Safety Authority puts measures in place to reduce road accidents during the Yuletide as it reveals 275 road crashes were recorded during the 2022 Christmas. No one has the right to exhibit lawlessness, misconduct himself or herself on the road in a manner that will undermine the rights of others to use their road space. We have updates on how you can make your Christmas celebration a memorable one this year. In the Western region, you have so many events lined up. Central region, so many events. Ashanti, Northern region. We have that and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. Please do stay with us. I am MFA Apau and this is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Many thanks for your company. In a sudden turn of events, government has backtracked its decision to lay the controversial legislative instrument ally that sought to impose restrictions on the import of some stable foods, um, including rice, yemwadi, guts of animals and fruit juices. The turnaround comes amid heightened tensions and opposition from various quarters, especially the minority, signaling a reconsideration of the potential impact and public sentiment surrounding the proposed restrictions. The opposition in their protests indicate that failure to secure a crucial two-thirds majority will not deter its resolve to scrap the law altogether if the NDC wins power. Listen to the ranking member on the Trade, Industry and Tourism Committee, Yusif Suleiman, on the AM show earlier. So our official position is that we're not going to um, support the minister uh, to lay the legislative instrument and for that matter to get it passed. Our stand is that we are against it in its current state. Already Ghanaians are suffering. So let him lay it. By next year, the first to second quarter of next year, the hardship will be unbearable. And that will make our work busy. Ghanaians will vote for us. Having consulted a lot of our leadership and even, I mean, uh, those who matter in this uh, party, 
The position is that we are not just interested in winning power. We are representing the good people of uh, this country. Why should we sit down and allow them to be punished? Why should we sit down and allow them to go into hardship just because we want to win power? If he lays it and we are not able to stop it using our numbers because we don't have the numbers, it will go through. But I can, tell, I can assure you that when we come, and we are coming in 2025, we will uh, take this... Uh, uh, Obnusio's uh, policy of If you don't get the two-thirds of parliament to back you up, what then do you do? If at the end of the day the minister insists to lay it and is late and he's able to get the required number of settings and it becomes a law, we're saying that when we come, and inshallah we are coming, is something that we're going to abolish. In fact, his party, the National Democratic Congress, said notice it will mobilize to hit the streets if the airline was allowed to stand. Listen to National Communications Officer of the NDC, Sami Jainfi, on our front last night. We will do everything within our power to stop it from being laid. If they succeed in getting it laid, we'll move to the streets. We'll move to the people. We'll rally the people together. People from all walks of life. And this is a matter that unites us. They are MPP people who are into importation. Mm. They are into trading and all that, and this is going to collapse their business. We are going to rally everybody together, and we are going to ensure that this law is dropped. Well, that's the National Communications Officer of the NDC, Sami Jinfi. There will be no need for that because there's a U-turn on this. The airline will no longer be laid, according to the Information Minister, Kojo Ponkrumah. He explains why to join you is Mami Senior Mitchell Thompson. Well, first, we think that the um, economic objectives will work well for our growth and for jobs and our development agenda. And therefore, it's important to get all stakeholders aligned um, as we go along this process. And so the idea is to suspend the laying, engage some more further to get some more uh, understanding and participation before we go in. Because you know it's an ally. You've got to factor in all of these views. Then when you lay, it can mature after the necessary 21 days because it's not a bill that will be amended on the floor. And so this is to give us the opportunity to complete all of these um, engagements before any such laying takes place. Well, it's interesting that this is coming up because that has always been the cry of um, stakeholders, you know, but the minister kept insisting that there had been some consultations and that he has been given the go-ahead, even by the minority side, to lay it. And so what really changed? Despite all of the engagement and the initial assurances, when it got onto the floor, I'm sure you heard the kind of responses that were generated, and even the speaker's um, um, orbiter, that the views that had been expressed by the minority uh, were views that they were channeling from other stakeholders uh. to the extent that all of those views had been expressed on the floor. They were influencing the key parts of the um, ally as had been drafted. Um, nonetheless, we have the view that it is important, it is better to get everybody's alignment before we make any um, progress on this matter. And that's why we're suspending the laying for um, some continued engagement before we, we we proceed with this agenda. Do you have any idea when these engagements will begin? Uh, we haven't fixed timelines um, as to when it will end. But um, as was mentioned by the minister, the engagement started um, over a month ago. Um, the feedback appears that um, some and more conversations are required and therefore we'll go ahead with those conversations and when we come to a terminal point 
um, then do the laying. And who will these engagements be had with? I mean, um, we're talking about the Rice Producers Association, the Animal Rarers and Animal Importers Association. Fabag, uh, vehicle dealers, um, Guta. You know, if you look at the LI, there are about at least 15 or so items that are listed there. Mm-hmm. And there are various um, uh, producers of these uh, items. That's the Information Minister, Kojo Ponkruma, speaking to my colleague, Mami Sinya Meche Thompson. Well, how's this news being received in the House? Our Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent, Kwekwa Sante, uh, joins us on the line with details of this. Uh, let's talk about uh, the reaction so far. I don't know if the news has been communicated to MPs and what, has, what have they been telling you? Well, officially, no, this has not come up on the floor. If you look at the other paper for today, I can aid by the Minister for Trade and Industry, Exports and Import Restrictions, on importation of selected strategic products regulations. That is still laying lying on the other paper. The expectation was that it will be laid today. But I've been speaking with some minority MPs, in particular the ranking member on the Constitutional Parliamentary and Legal Affairs Committee, Bernard Ahiafo, who said this is welcome and these are the concerns they've been expressing right from the start. Well, it is good that this particular ally is suspended to give room for further consultation because at the material moment that the airline was being considered by the committee on subsidiary legislation i was with that particular committee so i took part in the consideration of the airline uh, uh, provision by provisions but there were issues at preliminary stage. One of the issues raised at the preliminary stage was the fact that the committee wants to satisfy itself whether the ministry before bringing the ally has done a stakeholder engagement. And if so, the committee will want to see a report from the ministry indicating that a stakeholder engagement has been done so that all the stakeholders and Ghanaians for that matter are carried along in the passage of this particular airline. Well, Kweku, I don't know if you've spotted the, the minister himself, Katie Hammond, and if you've been able to get any confirmation or reaction from him to this. Well, the, the House hasn't started speaking uh, sitting uh, because of the funeral of the late former majority leader of the House, uh, which is an ongoing currently. So a lot of MPs are not on the floor now. There's a currently a, a, a Thanksgiving service of a sort and it's happening at the Christ the King here in Accra. And so a lot of people haven't been around. We've been okay. trying to, to try and get some reaction to him because this is something he has been fighting really hard for over the last few weeks. And this latest decision, obviously coming from the very top of government, directing him that this AI cannot be laid until further consultation is done. He had insisted all throughout that he had done enough consultation and thought that they should be able to take this. But with this latest information coming in, obviously the information we are going to get from people around him is that he's not really excited about it, but it's going to give him to this higher demand for further consultation to happen. And hopefully he expects that by February when Parliament resumes, he can try and lay it again. The issue also about the approval of the 2024 budget still lingers. You've been interacting with the minority. Their position remains unchanged? Yes, they say that when it is time for headcount today, almost all of them will be on their feet. The expectation is that they will win because the number of NPP MPs are not currently in the country. A number of them have gone to COP28. Canada, for instance, has not returned to the U.S. That is an understanding they get. 
And so they expect that when the headcount is called today, they're going to win. We voted against it. Uh, our position hasn't changed. Today is what we have been told, that we're going to have a, a headcount voting today. We expect that um, the voting will go on in Parliament and uh, we, our position as minority, will vote against the budget. If the vote goes in our favour, which means that if our no votes uh, at number that of the yes, it means that the budget is rejected. Um, but if the other way is the case, then it means the budget is approved. So our position hasn't changed. That's a former deputy minority leader, James Klutze Aveji, there, speaking to my colleague, Kwekua Sante. Now, the Lands and Natural Resources Minister, Samuel Abuji Napo, has dismissed suggestions that a 15-year lease granted Barari DV Ghana Limited to mine lithium at Hewea in the central region does not have favorable terms for Ghana. Speaking at a press conference at the ministry, he said all decisions taken regarding the deal consider the ultimate interest of Ghanaians. Mr. Jinapo said the agreed terms give government and the people of Ghana greater value in the mining of the mineral. Ghana's lithium resources will not be exported in their raw state. That is why the mining lease includes provisions for the establishment of a refinery and the provision of the use of other linkages to support local industries in Ghana. In everything we have done with this mining lease, in all humility and modesty, the interest of the Ghanaian people has been paramount. It has been months of thorough negotiations and hard work in respect of this transaction. Nothing has been agreed to casually. Everything has been thought through and everything has been worked out and all the options have been considered. And what we've arrived at is in the ultimate interest of the good people of Ghana. The government of President Akufuado remains committed to the prudent effective and efficient management of the natural resources of our country which have been entrusted to us and doing so in the spirit of transparency, integrity, candor and utmost good faith for the benefit of our nation. According to the minister, it is the first time in the history of Ghana the country has successfully negotiated for 10% royalties for any mineral. He insists that the percentage of local participation is also historic. Let me forcefully state that this lease differs from all previous mining leases in many respects. It is the first time in the history of our country that we have successfully negotiated, successfully negotiated for 10% royalties for any mineral, which is, the, which is one of the highest for exploitation of any mineral across the world. We have already secured a 19% state participation in this mining company, 19%, with a requirement to scale it up to a minimum of 30% Ghanaian participation through listing on the Ghana Stock Exchange for shares to be made available to Ghanaians and Ghanaian entities. We can also hear from the Chief Executive of the Minerals Commission, Martin Eisi, who says Ghana will get enormous benefits from the mining of lithium in the country. Trespa, kaolin, and quartz. So they are used for ceramics. So Minister, I was quite happy when I heard that they are, we are planning to ban the, the, importation, the export, importation of ceramics. I think I support that so much. So these are the kind of things we can use them for ceramics, glass, etc. We are ready to go. So if the commentators have spoken to us, they will have gotten all this information.
That's the CEO of the Minerals Commission, Martin Aisi there. Let me take you to the Oprah Square now, where traders there are up in arms against the decision to evict them by the Accra Metropolitan Assembly. The AMA in a notice claims the siting of the stores is in contravention of Section 1061 of the Local Government Act, hence failure to produce permits by tomorrow, 8 December, shall include a complete removal of their shops from the current location. But the traders say the action taken by the AMA will be illegal. Peter Kale, spokesperson for the affected traders, has been speaking to my colleague Samuel Mbura. We were called and some people came to accord the place to break down and build and rebuild something, which we are not privy to. We don't have any information about that. And this year, they came to pay stickers and just telling us that they are giving a day to evict us. We don't have any meeting with us and we don't have anything with we us. We have contract with Metro Mass. They rented the places out to us. So we have contract with them and we have paid our rent and everything with them. So if anything like that, we being the tenant of the Metro Mass, they should have given us information or something like that. Now when you go to them and ask, they say they don't have anything, they don't know anything about it. What is your suspicion? We do ask communicate with them. We call them. Ah, the AMA say they, they, they know that about it? The AMA, they say they don't know anything about it. The Metro must tell you, they don't also don't know anything about it. So we are held in a dilemma. So we also think we want to know the person behind it, someone who is pushing the thing. Are you suspecting that perhaps the your buildings or your space has been given out to a private developer? Yes, that's what we are suspecting. Well, my colleague Samuel Mbura joins us on the line. Samuel, you've been checking, actually, the sighting of these particular stores. What did you find? All right, so there's a notice dated 24th of November uh, 2023 to the traders to produce permits by tomorrow. Else, uh, the provisions of the Local Government Act mandates that they'll be forcibly evicted or the structures will be completely removed. So the presser that has just ended... Um, ended with a clarion call on the president to call the Accra Metropolitan um, boss to order uh, because their action is illegal. They are also threatening that they would deal mercilessly with anyone or group of people who would attempt to um, evict them from this particular uh, area tomorrow. They are also accusing the AME of leasing this particular space to a private developer. So at the moment, they are not happy and they are really agitated. Well, but have we heard from the AMA in all this? Well, the AMA hasn't responded yet. The National Executive of uh, Buta, uh, one of the uh, officers came here, Mr. Bwache, um, who is the uh, welfare officer. He says that they, they are strongly backing their people. But when I checked with AMA, we are unable to get responses from them. And also, Metro Mother has also come... Uh, I mean, has come into this issue uh, as the one who has leased or rented the stores to the traders here has not also responded to us on it yet. So we are still following up to get the responses from Metro Mass and the Accra Metropolitan Assembly on this particular development story. That's my colleague Samuel Mbura reporting from the Oprah Square. Now Ghana ranks as the 72nd least corrupt nation out of 180 countries globally, according to the 2022 Corruption Perception Index. Well, an independent office was established in an effort to reduce the canker and its related activities, but the country seems not to have tamed the influence of corruption. Interestingly, some students at Edujama in the Ashanti region have developed a gaming app to educate children against the negative impacts of corruption. Emmanuel Brightquiku has today's Tech Thursday. The 
The computer game application is designed to test the knowledge base of its users by providing answers to questions relating to corruption and its impact. The app also seeks to educate students on waste management in a practical way. Students of Celestial Hope Educational Complex at Edujama are the brains behind the app. We go to the quiz mode, which is about the corruption. So let's go to the quiz mode. So here, a local charity collector, this is a corruption a question. So it will be given time. So you must choose the right answer. So maybe you saw your friend Sammy collecting uh, answers or p- taking pictures of the answers. So is it correct or wrong? So when you choose the correct correct answer, then you say, oh, so when I'm in class and my friend is doing this, so I must report so that it will not lead to corruption. Children from 6 to 16, they are more curious and would love to learn about what is happening around the world. So when they grow with this, it will help them not to practice this ritual, help them be patriotic citizens in Ghana. Their prototype is one of the hundreds of technologies developed by schools participating in this year's Ghana Science and Tech Explorer Prize Challenge. For Joy News, my name is Emmanuel Bright Quick. And that's our Tech Thursday taking us on a quick break here on the Midday News. Live on Joy, 99.7 FM here in Accra. In Kumasi on Love, 99.5 FM. We're on a number of affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. The Midday News is sponsored by Petrol Soil. Your clean fall in full quantity. Also brought to you by Dura Plus Ghana Limited. Producers of quality PVC and HDB pipes. Where Dura Plus goes, water flows. We've been hearing how government has backtracked on its decision to lay the controversial restriction. That's the airline we sought to impose some restrictions on some goods. When we return from the break, we bring you sports and why secute court sentences 28-year-old man to 18 years in prison for robbing a group of women at gunpoint only to discover in court that one of the women is his own girlfriend. What secute court judge is Anna Jonathan Abogo sentenced a 28-year-old small quiver to a prison term of 18 years in hard labor. Budgets are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> petrol source. Clean fuel in full quantity. It is your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved in voting. It's a civic duty required of you as a So get involved in voting. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE. Your time to vote for your assembly members and unit committee members. So get involved and vote. A message from the National Commission for Civic Education, NCCE.
Thanks for staying with us here on the Midday News. Time for sports. Mubarak. Yep. MFNR West Ham United manager David Moyes acknowledges that the 2023 Africa Cup of Nations will be a significant blow for his side as Mohamed Kudus is expected to leave for the tournament. The midfielder who has been influential for the Hammers with six goals and one assist could miss four Premier League matches while representing Ghana at the AFCON. The continental event begins on January 13 and runs until February 11. Moyes says his team will have to manage without Kudus. He's had an impact with his goals, with his assists. I think his all-round play is good, but will improve as he gets more used to the, the Premier League and the expectations and probably the intensity of the games. I have to say I've been hugely impressed by, by how he's done. He's probably started better than I probably would have, would have anticipated. You know, we sort of eased him in in the opening game or two, but since then, you know, we found that he's... He was coming off the bench and he was scoring goals or making goals for us and now he's he's starting and he's he's doing much of the same now. So the disappointing part for us is that we have to lose them in January for a month, uh, many of them, but that's part of it. And uh, the African Nations is, is part of the the world, sched- world football scheduling. West Ham United manager David Moyes on Mohamed Kudus. Thank you very much, Mubarak. Now, let me take you to the Ashanti region where you remember the story that we brought you some time ago, that historical Konfanochi Kola tree at Feyase uh, that was felled by some persons. We know some people were arrested. Uh, there's some development at the site. Imano Braikweku joins us on the line. I'm pretty much excited about this. Imano, what's happening at uh, with this particular Kola tree? All right, so MFR, um, we understand that the tree um, has um, generated some um, bit of um, leaves around it. Some portions have um, regenerated. But um, the interesting bit about it is that um, scientists have actually gone to see um, the tree. They are trying to see how to revive it. But as of now, um, a suspect who was arrested with regards to this particular um, development um, met a bill condition yesterday in court at the Atasamanso um, Circuit Court here in Kumasi, and he was granted a 20,000 um, Ghana cities bill. Um, initially, he couldn't meet it, so a barricade or it has been cordoned off from public access. So this is what is currently happening um, with regards to the historic uh, Konfuanochi Kola tree. Emmanuel Brightquake with their reporting and the Konfuanochi Kola tree lives. Now, let me take you to the Upper West region. Uh, imagine an armed robbery situation where one of the robbers, armed to the teeth, launched an attack on a group of women, taking away all their belongings, only to discover later in court that one of the victims is a girlfriend to one of the robbers. Rafiq Salam has more. The duo are notorious criminals and ex-convicts who for long has terrorized residents of the World Township. The first accused, 30-year-old Ibrahim Kasim, who previously served a 10-year prison term at the Insawan Medium Prison for robbery, pleaded guilty to the charge of robbery. The court, however, entered a not guilty plea for him and was handed a minimum sentence of 15 years. His accomplice, Salif Dauda, alias Ryder, was also staked 14 months at the war prison by a lower circuit court for stealing, pleading no guilty, and the case went for full trial. Prosecuting what divisional commander of the Ghana Police Service, ACP Albert Adita, told the court that the duo on two separate occasions in October and November 2023 attacked their victims with subcutlass and shotgun and seized all personal belongings, including two infinite smartphones. One of their victims was a girlfriend to the second accused, Salifu Dauda, 
who robbed his girlfriend and a colleague riding as a pillion at gunpoint around the Wadoble Presby Junction, snatching their bags from them. During the judgment, was a could call judge, his honor, Jonathan Abugo, sentenced the 28-year-old small quiver to a prison term of 18 years in hard labor. Rafiq Salam from Wa. Now, just a consecutive court um, judge, Alfred Kwabna Esiedu, was dismissed as initially uh, initiated legal proceedings against the judicial service, the chief justice and the attorney general. Well, this comes after he was dismissed by the chief justice for allegedly abusing his power and sexually exploiting a client who came to his court for legal redress. Head of our legal desk, Richard Kujunyako, has more. The controversy arose when Singari Diana Sadia petitioned the Chief Justice on the 16th of January 2023, accusing the judge, Alfred Kwabna Siedu, of abuse of power, sexual exploitation, malicious persecution, and impropriety in a divorce case he was handling. The petition was subsequently transferred to the Disciplinary Committee of the Judicial Service, which conducted an investigation 